Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome to everyone to the second installment of Afternoons with Podcast. We are so, 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 so excited for y'all to be back with us again. Uh, this podcast is sponsored by the Marcus Graham Project and Afternoon Agency. Um, Afternoon Agency is here to uh, create curate authentic stories um, and really reflect that intersectionality that lives in all of us and that'll be a big topic for today's conversation i mean the purpose yes. of this this podcast is to create conversations around topics relevant to our industry and to our culture so super excited to be talking about pride this month beautiful month for the for the folks for the pride folks um for the lgbtq plus community this week's episode is entitled we buying coffee or no um, but before we get too deep, let's do some team intros. We are here with the team. Let's hear from the team. Hello, hello. <laughs> what's up, what's up? Uh, just to go, my name is Carl Blevins. Um, through Avenue Agency, I have the pleasure of being the brand manager. Um, yeah, I'm from Cleveland, Ohio. Oh, yeah, I got to rep my 216. I definitely got to rep my 216. I'm proud of it. Um, so yeah, that's all. That, that's a nice little insight. <laughs> hi, Carl. Um, hi, everyone. My name is Jackie Hart. I am the project project manager of Afternoon Agency. Um, I am okay. So where am I from? Oof, you guys have time. Um, so <laughs> I am a I am a Ghanaian born, Qatar raised, global nomad. Um, I love to travel. But I'm currently based in Kent, Ohio. Um, and if intersectionality was a person, it would be me. I am a queer black woman who also happens to, you know, be from an international, um, you know, country and all of that. So, yeah, there's more. I'm not going to give you all of it. But, yeah, over to you, Richie. <laughs> yes, Jackie is our, our deep one. Baby got the insight. She just seen the world. We love Jackie. Um, and I am Rasheed. I've been here. Y'all know me. Um, I am a brand manager in afternoon agency. Um, and yeah, I'm from Cleveland, rep the 216 all day, every day. Recent 2020 grad. We are free, free us, free 2020. You know, shoot your shot all COVID-19, do the whole thing, it's the whole thing. So super excited to be here, super excited to be with the team, afternoons with the team this week. So I'll pass over to Carl to give us an overview you of this week's bet. topic. You are an entire mess. So let's get into this. So today, like like he mentioned already before, we buying coffee or no? So everybody already knows about Starbucks. We all know that Starbucks is a dominating brand. Y'all have heard about it. Probably go there every single day. It's pretty normal, you know. And if you don't understand or see it like this, Starbucks is like this idea of luxury, this idea of high life. Like, oh, I really made it if I got my little caramel macchiato, extra pump drizzle, two pumps, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and so something that um, we don't really, or we rarely acknowledge is the fact that um, Starbucks actually has a lot of advocacy specific to the queer community. Um, when it comes to just this representation in various cafes, um, the fact that it donates donates to um, you know LGBT community through different uh, philanthropy, um, and just like the benefits of working there, a lot of their um, queer partners have great health benefits, et cetera, et cetera. Their partnerships with different queer um, 
queer icons, I guess you could say, so like the Lady Gaga's and stuff, they really go heavy for LGBTQ. So again, you're probably asking, okay, why are we talking about Starbucks? Right in this present day, we're in a month dedicated to being queer, right? But social climate-wise, we can't help but to talk about issues pertaining to the Black community. So this moment really, it really addresses the intersectionality between the two. And so really, let's just go ahead and get into it. Recently, um, Starbucks identified their Black Lives Matter uh, apparel as being against their dress code policy for their uh, barista partners. And for those that don't know, they kind of call their employees baristas. My question for y'all is that, does this statement conflict with their support of Black and queer partners? Let's talk about it. I, for one, would have to say yes, it does conflict. Um, because when it comes to talking about intersectionality um, and me living in my Black body every single day, um, I can't turn it off. So when mm -hmm. I go to work, I would hope that the employer that I work with um, would be supportive enough. And like the fact that they made a whole statement like saying that they're employees, their partners shouldn't do that, their baristas shouldn't do that is like very intentional. Like there was right. meetings and teams of people that sat down and said like, oh no, they can't talk about this. They can't wear this apparel. Like dang, like that's, that is not equitable, especially for your people of color, your black queer people in, in the organization. Like I, I couldn't, I literally could not. Mm. I, I agree with you, Rishi. Um, I was over here thinking, I was like, hmm, so let's see, do I have to like rip myself into pieces, you know, if I were to like, you know, work at Starbucks? Because like Rashid said, you can't separate both of them. They're all equal identities. So it's like, okay, so what is this? Are you saying that you accept one side? That's kind of hypocritical to me, um, just because I don't think you should tell people that you're inspiring them and nurturing them, you right. know, um, just because like, you don't, you're, what, that's your mission, but you know, it's not really showing, you know, you're not mm -hmm. walking it like you're talking it, but that's all I have to say. And you know, it's so interesting simply because it's just like, again, we can't, if you consider who you are as a person, you consider the intersectionality of all of your identities, right? And how I look at it is if a person doesn't respect a part of me, they don't respect all of me because I am a combination of all of these things together. And so for Starbucks specifically, I don't think that they even realize that they're doing a disservice and injustice. Um, and just even acknowledging like the experiences are different. Somebody who is white and queer versus somebody who is black and, que and queer, they have two different walks in life. And you know, merging the two together, I don't know. For, for, for me, that, that just don't cut it. It don't cut it. Yeah. And I think I think the piece that's like really annoying me is the fact that like they said it doesn't like align with their values for your black right. employees to wear Black Lives Matters apparel. Like what? And that furthermore feeds <laughs> this idea that Black Lives Matter is like some terrorist organization that's here to shut the world down. Like what are right. we talking about? Like what are we talking about right now? And, you know, their specific verbiage, they, so, so they basically said Black Lives Matter shirts or apparel 
amplifies divisiveness. And like, I think that it leads us to think like, are they as a corporation, as a business, are they justified in their reasoning? And I think that from their perspective, they think that they are simply because they think that they understand that there's two sides to the to, to Black Lives Matter. Those who are hmm, toxic talking about some all lives matter, <laughs> and you got those that are talking about Black Lives Matter. That's how they view it kind of comparable to those who just simply don't understand what the cause is. Mm -hmm. And so with that, like, should we understand? Like, I'm, I'm not buying it. I'm literally not buying it. It's, it's just because there's two sides, that doesn't mean that you get to side with the side. In my opinion, that's wrong. Like, like what? It's, it's so, no, it's really crazy to me. Um, and even like us, like talking about it right now, like that goes even further into like trying not to, you're trying to appease an audience of people who you think might lose, that you think you might lose because you're supporting black folks. And if mm -hmm. you do lose them because you do support black folks, you ne you don't need them anyway, because mm -hmm. that's not like, we don't want to continuously provide services and, you know, products and great, you know, ads and marketing to people who, who just don't, who don't get it, who don't understand that we should be living in an equitable environment and this country is not equitable. And to put out a statement such as that and tell your partners and your baristas to not, to not, you know, show up as their full selves and to not mm -hmm. fight for their people and to not be one with their culture, like, Y'all got me messed up all day, every day. Y'all got me messed up. Whew. Um, yeah, I, I, for, for me personally, I just, I will never understand. I, I, I think that I just look at certain companies like y'all really are just, uh, excuse me to use a lack of better words, but just like punks with this. Like <laughs> y'all tiptoe around these different stances around these different topics simply to like, appease everyone and I'm I'm not with it. I'm not with it. But one thing that I I can't like I can't not consider is like they were definitely like one of the companies that had a lot of press, had a lot of like attention simply because they went through like this remodeling training program, if you will, where like I don't know if you remember, but it was like the the black people who were like inside of like one of the cafes, and, like they kicked them out, and it was literally like an interview going on, and they put everyone to like this like un like this racial bias programming or whatever, and it's just like to me, it's like it really addresses the thing of like like was it even worth it? Like, did that program do anything for y'all? You know? Um, yeah. I, 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 love, I love the fact that you brought that up because I'm really into, I'm learning, you know, hatred, I'm learning all these behaviors, but then again, it's like, how are you unlearning it? Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I went through diversity training, you know, I have sat through it, I have my certificate. No. Okay, great. But what does that mean? Is that just another exam? Because when you think about it, a lot of us finesse college, like we do learn things, but then again, it's like you get that degree and you're like, uh, I got all A's, but I don't remember. So it's like, how are you training your people? You know, it's, mm -hmm. I, I really, oof, yeah, it's, it's a lot. It's a lot. <laughs> and it's a lifelong process. Like, 
shutting your shutting eight thousand stores down for some diversity training, you know, letting them have a half day to do sit in some meetings and talk to some facilitators, like that's the extent, that's the training, that's the diversity. Um, it, it doesn't cut it. Uh, and like, was it successful? No, clearly, because even leadership, the people who are releasing the statements, the people who are guiding the organization, saying what's right and what's wrong, saying if these things align with our missions and our values, it's, there is no connection there. Um, because if it, if it worked, you would have knew if y'all had some real conversation with some of your real Black employees, you would understand that that's not this and this is not that. And you're not going to silence my my very silent protest. And that's the thing, people, like, y'all don't want us to march. Y'all don't want us to protest. Y'all don't want us to talk about it. Y'all don't want us to kneel. Y'all don't want us to, you know, have anything. And we can't even wear a t-shirt. They want us to simply get over it and act like yes. nothing happened. And yes. one thing that I really, like, acknowledge is, like, even if we are at those tables, so say if they have those black employees there, right. like, do they feel comfortable going against the decision of the majority? You know what I'm saying? Like, what are the, what do those systems look like that really allow for like those decisions to be equitable? Because ain't no way on this green earth that mm -hmm. I know of where just black people that I have encountered would just like, that's cool. Right. We can go ahead and put that statement out. Like, let Mick show our baristas and everybody else that represent us know that they can't wear. We 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 ain't gonna comment on all of this. Uh, people people throwing stuff at these stores and mm -hmm. marching and everything they saying about George Floyd. But we will say that that ain't gonna happen here. And it's right. like, I don't. I'm and not I, with it. I don't respect it. I was I was listening to a podcast on a podcast. Listening to a <laughs> podcast. Um, <laughs> Somebody was, I don't remember exactly who it was, but somebody was saying when it comes to like large corporations or even like politics or, you know, tech spaces where there are limited black people and that's pretty much every system in this country, whether it's education on down, like everybody goes so hard, even like in the black community, we go so hard on like the people, the black folks that are in these positions, like, why aren't you, why didn't you say something? Why aren't you making a change? Like, if I'm the only one, sometimes that is so tough, like so tough to have to stand out on your own on every issue, like all the time. And it like, I feel like even like, it's not to like give pass or give leeway to the fact that this statement came out, but like, I can already tell on like larger organizations like this, those yeah. black voices can get muted really, really quickly and they can get muzzled and they can, a long history of just being told that we're not talking about diversity right now. We're talking about something else. Meet us at the diversity meeting at the end of the month so we can talk about that. Like, no, that's not how this works. It should be ingrained in all the meetings. It should be ingrained in everything that we're talking about. Um, but like, if you constantly getting muted and you getting muzzled, like, dang, sometimes I just want to be quiet. So I just keep my job and just <laughs> keep on about my day. So it get hard. And like, even thinking about like where I might end up being, like being one of them only black voices in a room, a sea full of white men, a sea full of, you know, cisgendered 
straight white men, like, I got to fight for the gays. I got to fight for the black ones. I got to fight for the ladies because I love my ladies. I got to fight for the trans community. Like, I got to do it all. <laughs> I got to do it all and then still have to deal with it. No, no, no. So sometimes I need a break. But this, whoever it was, they, they needed to push a little bit harder this week, I think. <laughs> you got me fired up right now. Like, I can feel, like, I, I feel like I'm on fire right now. Just because, like, what you said made me think about something. These companies have two approaches. You know, we have Starbucks, who's like, policy over my people. You know, we're going to do this diversity training so we look good because it's a part of the policy. And you have, you know companies like everyone's talking about Ben and Jerry's you know like it's because they put the people above the policy you know what I mean mm-hmm. it's like I feel seen like I love them but I'm lactose intolerant that shows that like you know it's true love because I feel seen you know because you're actually putting stories there you're using language that I understand it's not just a policy you know what I mean it's me the person the people you know yeah I'm fighting for our community like specifically and Rashid, something that you just said, uh, I thought about two different things. So for one, it is not our responsibility to educate these people. <laughs> Resources already exist. And one thing that really triggers me is like when people say something like, oh, here you are whining about issues pertaining to queer lifestyles and queer type topics and black topics but you ain't talk about no solution. Like, what's the action behind? First of all, I am a part of minoritized communities, which put an action on the majority that put me there. And so they need to do adequate amount of research to figure out what they need to do to undo all of this. Like, I, I am not about to spend time educating people on the, on the things that like, are not black issues, queer issues, they're human issues, right? And and think about it, oh, it's gonna be problematic. <laughs> um, um, it really makes me second guess, specifically with Starbucks, we just be talking about queer rights, like queer rights, right? And I think about it in terms of like, when the women's suffrage movement happened, it was like white women. Right? Oh, sure. You didn't really see black women in any of the imagery. So it makes you think like with queer rights, are we talking about all queer rights? Like, are we talking about the, you know what I'm saying? Like the intersectionality within that, because I didn't met some very problematic gays mm-hmm. and some, some, some individuals who really will like invalidate your experiences or just simply say like, oh, I know how you feel or you don't have it as bad as me because my family did, didn't accept me for this, this, and this. And it's just like, listen, brother, that ain't it. It ain't it. Let me acknowledge your toxicity. Um, and, and, and I'm willing to sit down and talk if I'm willing to do it. Yeah. So. And I, it, when you say like resources, like that is the conversation right now. Like everybody is providing resources, period. Like Beyonce's internet is full of them now. People is making mm-hmm. lists. People is making, you know, book uh, collections. They make right. websites. Like everything is available to these very smart, you know, Ivy League educated corporate executives, but they can read everything. They can look at everything, but they don't understand. And that goes all the way down to the consumer base. Like 
Y'all see this happening on y'all Facebook feed. Y'all see it happening on y'all Instagram feed. Like, take the time to educate yourself. And like something else that you said that sparked me was like the fact that like, are we talking about all black lives? And I love the fact that that's coming more into the conversation. I've been seeing a lot more of like all black lives matter because even let's talk about some more toxicity, even within the black community, um, hey, come, right. on <laughs> come on now, we, we, when we talk about black lives matter, don't nobody want to talk about trans lives. Don't nobody want to talk about the way that trans women are being killed at an astronomically higher rate than a lot of different communities out there. So let's talk about that. Let's, we, can, we can still say black lives matter, but there are intersectionalities within black lives. And like, if we're not talking about it on a more nuanced scale, then we're not talking about it at all. Y'all trying to period. There are black people out there that are all lives mattering. Black lives matter. Like let's let's get let's get to the team because like come on now let's let's really understand that your experience is different than someone else's. So as a black person, you should be championing them, champion championing. There we go. Them just the way that you would your black brother or your black sister. So like let's let's get into it because that's 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 the tea for real for real. So like, no. Uh, no, 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 you got to Okay. I feel like people just need to realize that being Black is not monolithic, you know, okay. where there's so much more to us than, you know, us being Black. You know, it's like, okay, there's a queer, trans, Black person. Who, okay, so what are your experiences? I, I bet you, you know, their experience would be different from mine, a queer, Black, international, you know, Black woman, you know. So it's just like, we need to like start listening with our hearts, like actually listen. And that's why I'm Jackie Hearts. I, I do identify the fact that, you know, I cannot stand here and be like, I know you because I have a black brother. No, no, because these are different experiences. I just need to listen to you. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Wait, what was your ad name? What, what was the name again? Because I don't think <laughs> I heard that. Okay, so at Jackie of Hearts underscore, just, you know, on Twitter, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's just me. <laughs> Oh, um, but some, something I want to address is like we talk about you know people need to educate themselves etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. my thing is a lot of these companies a lot of these brands even outside of Starbucks they've educated themselves and they've made a distinct decision not to support certain communities uh-huh. aka i.e. black and what I mean by that is like you ain't going to be able to find, for the people that's including one, you ain't going to be able to find yourself an ice caramel macchiato with an extra shot of espresso on fleet or in the projects Speak or anywhere true. where there is a predominantly black community, you know, low income. They just don't exist. That didn't happen by accident, you know? Mm-hmm. You'll always see a McDonald's, though, but you ain't going to see no Starbucks. Come on, it's it's strategic. It is strategic, and it is all racism. <laughs> Period. Point blank. Like it's racism, um, and that yeah, that all of that, all of that stresses me out because like, dang, giving people resources. Like, black people do be liking y'all coffee, but y'all make it so hard for me to even want to step foot into y'all organization, into any of your stores. I'd rather go to Dunkin'. I'd rather go to local coffee shops, support local because you're not doing right by your consumer base. 
And like, if we pulled up the numbers right now, I'm sure a large portion of the money that goes into your organization is from the black community because our buying power is huge trillion plus mm -hmm. so like let's let's not let's not play like that and i just i don't know it, it makes me hot it makes me really hot when i when i think of the system isn't beyond starbucks i think of the house and i think that the foundation of it is built on racism period mm. so it's like with all these different things there's a reason why you know like you said why can't i find starbucks in certain areas you know urban areas why you know mm -hmm. um other than yeah no, and something that, that Rashid, you're kind of made me think about this earlier today. You were talking about environmental injustice Seriously. and the fact that, like, literally, there are these intentional food deserts that exist in low income black communities. And then statistics reflect things about our health and, you know, implications. And it's just like, that is by design. Come on. Like that is not a mistake, a slip and fall. Like these are systematic, you know? And it makes me think like, is there, is there even a way to undo? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it, does that even exist? Oh child, because in the moment of this here COVID-19, if we're talking about how that disproportionately affects, affects black communities and like, the the hole that we keep on getting dug into like the hole that like we is disproportionate because we don't got no health care we don't have no fresh food we don't have any hospitals we don't have anything but mickey d's and whatever whatever else corner stores like it's it, it is it is terrible yeah, I know. I, I, I eat a Big Mac every now and again. Shout out to me. <laughs> but come on, you gotta be better. You really gotta do better. And if you're putting your if you put in your stores in low income communities, what else are you doing to to supplement right the the damage? Because I, street after street, over and over. Like, what are you doing to supplement the damage? Like, are you building programs in these communities? You got all these people working for you. You got a team of. 30 people working in one McDonald's, how are you helping them with their education? How are you helping them with their health care? How are you helping them with anything other than Ooh. giving them an $8 an hour check? I don't get it's it. It's deep and it's, it's so <laughs> deep because, oh, this is taking me mad. <laughs> when you go through when you go through the drive-thru and I got to be completely transparent with everyone listening, everyone viewing and tell y'all right now, I gotta get a little plug. It costs $5.90 for a big breakfast with hotcakes. I stood in that line, sat in that line this morning. Hella signs was like, you know, we're hiring, free education, you know, if you come work with us. Although that sounds nice and fine, what are you doing to retain the employees so that that's even a possibility? Really? Like the systems that are in place are just like, we're gonna work y'all like dogs and pay y'all nothing but literally tell y'all y'all have every right to the american dream bullshit wow it's a myth no nah. it's literally a myth and you probably you probably got to work at mcdonald's for two years before they even pay for some of your education i know that's probably how you i think that's how you do it at chipotle you got to be there for some years before they even pay for something so like it's a setup it's always a, a setup like do right by the people. All we want is a, a equal shot. Build some equity. 
and y'all are consistently, always and forever doing your hardest to make it harder for us to live. And guess what? We still succeeding. We still aspiring to be better. We still working hard. And you still got three black queer folk on this podcast right now talking about what y'all can do to be better by our community. And we're going to keep on teaching the people. It is. And I really like the fact that you brought up equity because a lot of people really are under the impression that equality is the key. Oh, you know, let's just get everyone the same thing. I'm like, bro, everyone does not need the same thing. It's like if we were at the table, right? If I was vegan and Carl was, you know, pescatarian and Rashid was like, I love meat. I love it all. You know, I do. I'm not going to give you all the same thing. We need we need different things, you know what I mean? We need different things in our communities. You can't expect us to all, you know, follow the same thing. No, the word is equity, and I love it. Yeah. Thank you, Rashid, for yeah. mentioning that. And of course. Even unpacking that more, it's like to, uh, acknowledging our history, our Black history. We coming into gate into the gate with just less, bruh, just less. Um, but nah. No, that's for real. Um, I I want to address something that I feel like has been really like a, a trend or a fad. Or I don't know what it, how y'all recall it, but um, so with Starbucks, they actually revoke their statement of the whole dress code policy. And I know y'all know about this whole cancel culture going on. Um, and I know there's even a question of whether or not it's even a real thing thing but my question to y'all is we buying it like do we do we believe it do we think that they're genuine do we think that they're sorry which which what y'all what y'all are thinking i i don't i don't buy it i don't believe it um and with this whole cancel culture thing like let me just help everyone understand from my perspective i earn my money i don't like to waste my time. So I'm not going to go somewhere that does not appreciate me or value me, period. Like, I love coffee. Don't get me wrong. I have my cup from this morning. I, I love coffee, but it's like, <laughs> I'm not going to step into a place that does not see me, that does not see my black brothers and sisters. No, no, I'm not doing that. So you can call it cancel culture, but to me, it's, it's just no. It's, I know my worth and I'm adding tax and no. And you add in tax, sis, mm-hmm. because they're going to tax you regardless. So you better add your Right. Mm-hmm. You better add your own. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is it genuine? No, it is not. Go with your first mind. They went with their first mind. They said, don't wear it. And now they said, oh, no, you can wear it. And we're going to buy a bunch of shirts. And we're going to ship them out to all the stores. We're going to give everybody a Black Lives Matter shirt. Wear it on Wednesday. Today is Black Day. That like this is a hairspray or something, Negro Day at that damn uh Courtney Collins show. Like, what is going on? What is wrong oh, with y'all? What is wrong with y'all? They're so American. They're so <laughs> American. To the like core. To the thing <laughs> is, what people don't understand is we bring up topics pertaining to American history, we're not bringing up oh shit, we're addressing a pattern. Ah, okay, ah. And, and, and we're acknowledging that we don't trust you because. In history, we've learned that y'all ain't to be trusted. You literally acknowledge discovering land that wasn't yours, mm. murdered everyone for it, 
but then you create a holiday celebrating, you know, the union of those of the of the community that you ended up murdering. Like you really put that in our textbooks to believe that that was a celebratory moment. And with that being said, it's like Starbucks is under the impression that we're supposed to purchase these shirts that are authentic and created and curated from Starbucks content and their messaging when literally they first stated that we weren't allowed to, to make it. I think that their idea proves that they don't even understand the issue. Y'all are not qualified. Like, if this was an interview, you would not be hired. It, it, no. I hire like, them. They're not listening. Really fire them. Yeah. There's no real conversations happening around here. No. People mm. don't be talking. People don't be listening. And that's all I want. I'm a big, I'm a big avid uh, communicator. I think communication solves a whole lot of problems. Um, gaining new mm -hmm. perspectives. You know, learning from people, learning from their experiences. Like people, people find ways to refute every single thing. But the more that I share my authentic experience and talk about the things that I've been through here on this green earth, you're not gonna be able to tell me that that, that didn't happen to me. I don't. I may not look like my situation. I may not look like my struggle, mm -hmm. but it's in me, and that's why I work so hard, and that's why I fight so hard because it's a lot of folks that look like me that's trying to do what I'm trying to do and can't get there because of systems that just hold them down every single day and they don't see a way out. Like they literally can't see it because it's down to the food that they eat or the lack thereof of the things that they drink that they can't even see themselves in this America, Starbucks America. Like it's crazy. Like this really blows my whole mm. life. And it's so sad because it's like Starbucks as a as a big brand that it is. Can we even cancel Starbucks? You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, people are gonna continue to reload their Starbucks cards. People are gonna continue to redeem points, continue to get macchiatos and cappuccinos and lattes and, and all that other stuff. And it, to me, it's just like I know personally because of my own values that I didn't have to make a stance and understand that I might be standing alone, but at least I have integrity in what I'm doing. Preach, you know? preach, preach. And Man, don't stand on my horse. Do that thing by yourself because sometimes it's needed, you know? Like the, like the people say, until you do right by me, everything you touch gonna turn to dust. Like you ain't gonna get, you ain't gonna get a cent out of me. So, and, and I think, yeah, I, I think, I, yeah, yeah, child, I, I think that's where it comes down to like that, you know, using that economic power, like, mm. I'm gonna continue to spread, spread with my perspective, you can agree, you cannot, but if we, if we talking about this in this podcast one day, and somebody that is an avid, avid, you know, Starbucks drinker on tomorrow is like, couldn't even do it, couldn't even do it, that is a dent. That is a dent in their bottom line. That is a dent in their reputation. That is a dent in a whole lot of stuff. And until they do right by us, it's not going to go nowhere. It's not. I promise mm -hmm. you're never going to flourish unless you have black people, period. Because <laughs> we the yeast. We the shit that make it rise. Period. Preach. Period. Um, <laughs> and, and I think this should 
we should also take like this chance to recognize that there are black owned businesses, there are black owned, you know, coffee shops. And for all mm. we know, Starbucks is over high. Like it's, it, uh, it listen, for everyone goes to know. Starbucks because it's Starbucks. <laughs> Actually it is, you know, so it's like, there's that local coffee shop somewhere in Brooklyn that's black owned. There's that local coffee shop in DC that's black owned. So let's start to explore these different coffee shops. Like we, we can start, you know, supporting our own businesses, you know, that's what I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still get your coffee, but make sure it's black owned. For sure. So, I this just came to mind, and I probably it's probably gonna it's my last question for y'all. But can we forgive any of these brands that we have canceled or that we consider canceled? How do they earn our trust back, and is it even possible? I think. I think they can just be honest, just be vulnerable, just just talk to us. You know what I mean? It's it's not like, oh, you say one thing and then you, you start to like, you know, apologize with these dry uh, dry statements because it's like, first of all, I don't buy it. That's scripted F. You know what I mean? I don't I don't believe you. Just have that conversation. Um, because I believe in grace, but then again, at what at what cost? You know what I mean? So it's like for me, I, I just need you to be genuine. I just need you tell me how it is you know and i appreciate brands that show show their true colors just 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 be honest you know yeah i i actually i agree with that definitely um i don't know like we were just having a conversation about chick-fil-a earlier child what they come on with the lgbtq and the black folks a ceo don't know what you're talking about and you're doing a lot. Chick-fil-A, you're doing a lot. So, like, you're going to have to work real hard, specifically you. Um, but, you know, Starbucks, put in the work. Put in the effort. Talk to the people because we want to hear from you. We're asking you, CEO, um, CFO, COO, this this here podcast afternoon with, we are talking to you specifically. Call us mm-hmm. up. We would love to have you on the podcast. But we for real. Here. Come on. Speak to <laughs> us. We're here. <laughs> yeah, have these discussions without feeling the need to like capitalize off of us. Mm-hmm. Like you can't tell us that you're for us and then try to create merchandise specific to our causes that you didn't stand up for in the beginning. No, we we will not be another product for you. It's just not gonna happen. But um, for everyone listening, look, listen, listen, we. <laughs> We want you to reconsider your personal values, your brands, and how they intersect with the brands that you spend your money and spend your time at. Um, So in no way do we think that you should just by default take our stance on it, but just reconsider it. You know what I'm saying? Rethink about everything that you're doing. To to Jackie's point, consider those Black-owned companies. I'm all about promoting Black, you know, uh, what is it called? E- Economic Rashid. Let me know. Economic uh, justice. Boom. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. But for this time, you know, we thank you all for tuning in. We thank you all for being present. We thank you all for just listening to us, listening to this perspective. Um, yes, I I really want to thank. Uh, this is our second episode, and I feel like it's getting better and better every time. Um, I want to thank the team. Afternoons with the team this week. We had Carl. We had Jackie Hart's baby. We was here with it. 
talking about the things that the people need to hear, everything, our industry, everything, our culture. Um, as always, read our blog at itsafternoon.com. This week will be featured, uh, we'll be talking about Pride as well. Definitely check that out, along with our agency playlist on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, and then check us out next week for a new topic, for a new guest, and we'll see y'all in. Peace. Are you a small business owner or solopreneur who finds yourself overwhelmed with the everyday administrative tasks that are required to run your business? Ever thought about hiring a virtual assistant? If so, you're in the right place at the right time because for today's minority-owned business spotlight, we're featuring Select VA Services. Select VA is a boutique virtual administrative service provider that allows you to customize your administrative packages. Whether you need help with email management, file organization, team management, project management, email marketing, or just keeping your website updated, Select VA has the perfect package for you. Their goal is to help small business owners spend less time working in their business so that they can spend more time fostering growth within their business. Visit selectvaservices.com today to book your consultation and get started with the best VA service in the game.